Sunset Lake CBD is a majority employee-owned hemp farm located right outside of Burlington, Vermont. Before they started growing hemp, Sunset Lake Farms produced cream for Ben & Jerry's. Sunset Lake CBD doesn't use any pesticides or herbicides to grow any of its hemp plants, and they use organic fertilizer and other sustainable farming techniques to ensure the long-term health of the soil and to minimize their carbon footprint. So like all of us, my days are really stressful. By the end of the night, my kids are in bed, I'm taking a minute to chill, but I'm still unwinding. I recently started using the Relax Gummies infused with CBD isolate, reishi mushroom extract, and ashwagandha root extract. I'm really glad I tried these because they really helped me get ready for a good night of sleep, and I really think I sleep better, so I'd highly recommend it. Check out Sunset Lake CBD today at sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code UNDERMINE for 20% off your order. That's sunsetlakecbd.com and use the code UNDERMINE for 20% off your order. Farmer-owned, Vermont-grown, Sunset Lake CBD. Hey everyone, it's Cam Hurt, host of the Best Show Ever podcast, and we have got a second season coming out very soon that I am very excited about. We've got some very cool special guests, including musical acts that we all love, like Karina Reichman, Daniel Donato, Jake Brownstein from Eggy, Rick and Peter from Goose, and many more. Tune in for new episodes dropping on Osiris Media March 5th on the Best Show Ever podcast. Osiris. This is Undermine Presents We've Got a Band, the podcast for fish fans talk to fish fans who have bands. I'm your host, James Dell. And I'm Gabrielle Bluestone. And this week we are back with Dan Cantor. Uh, this is part two of our interview with Dan. Last week on the pod, we talked a lot about Justin Bieber and, you know, kind of the the, the cross-section between the, the Bieber universe and the fish universe. Uh, this time we talk more about Dan and his own journey uh, in being a fan and going to shows and, you know, what fish means to him uh, and, you know, taking that music out into the world and, you know, playing some of the same arenas and some of the same uh, amphitheaters that uh, his favorite band plays. So we talk about eating Trey and, and all kinds of great stuff on this episode. Without any further ado, this is Undermine Presents We've Got a Band, Episode 7. Part two with Dan Cantor. Sponsored by Section 119. I do want to ask you really quickly, just because this is a show that is kind of predicated on the idea of, you know, a a band with fans that have fans. And so that kind of celebrity element is definitely part of it. Um, So I'm curious, have you, do you get recognized at shows? What is that experience like? Does it take you out of the experience? Does it add to it? What is that? What is that like for you? Yeah, that's a good question. Yes, I do. Um, I love it because I love meeting, meeting people at fish, you know, by no means am I a celebrity. I I definitely work for celebrities, um, you know, and I'm sort of like a, you know, for a, a, a fan of that singer, I'm like, I gotta appreciate that I'm a good consolation prize because I am, that, you know, I am still that person who reads the liner notes, and I could tell you everyone who played on Thriller and Bad, and you know, all, you know, that that's me. Um, 
And I used to wait by stage doors and tour buses and someone would walk out with like a Smashing Pumpkins tour jacket and like they could be in work and catering and I was still excited. Um, mm-hmm. But yeah, you know, it's funny with Bieber, like I, I always wanted to be behind the scenes with him, you know, in, in music in general, uh, you know, being in his 3D movie obviously changed that and his fans were so crazy, but yeah, like at Fish, I definitely like like people will come up and say hi. Some people like I'll be in the bathroom and they'll be at the urinal and they'll be like, Kenner, where's Bieber? You know. Um, <laughs> but, yeah. but yeah, it's 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 really sweet because I, I I have a lot of really close friends now. You know, of the Fish friends that I never would have made if you know I. I don't know if, if they didn't recognize me and come introduce themselves and, and say hi to me, you know? And, um, and I'm also like grateful that like you guys want to talk to me because I love like, you know, like my friends are jealous right now because these, we talk about everything you and I, like the three of us have talked about all the time, but we're not reco- you know, no one's listening to it. So the fact <laughs> that people, you know, I get to talk about it, you know, I listen to this Metallica podcast every week and I'm screaming at the speakers, I wish I could be in the conversation. So I'm, I'm really fortunate that you got, you know, to get to talk about my favorite, one of my favorite bands, but um, yeah, I don't know. It, it doesn't take me out of it. It's, it's, it's so fun. And, and most of the time it happens like it's set break and I'm, I'm, I want to talk to people. Like I don't sit in my seat at set break. I'm going to track down everyone. I'm saying like meet at water wheel, at break, <laughs> you know, so mm-hmm. Yeah, it's fun. My friends find it funny. You know, one of my best friends, Dove, takes pictures every time I'm talking to people. He thinks it's <laughs> how bizarre. Um, you know, and, and you know, there there was a great period, which was really the best um, time. You know, now you know Justin's not touring, and, and he also stopped meeting greets. But there was a, a period between 2009 and 2015 where um, you know every night Justin would do these like meet and greets for winners or whoever. And I would meet someone at set break and they would say like, Oh, my niece is a big Bieber fan. And I would say like, here's my email, like text me next time we play in town. And like, it's nothing for me to get her two great seats and a meet and greet, you know? And I, and I, I was like, you know, depending on what I was on, I was throwing out my email to everyone. Like, you know, <laughs> you know, sure. And I would follow through with that. And that was such a great, sweet thing is like to, to be able to share, you know, that, which for me is nothing. I'm emailing someone saying, can you add these, you know, two names to the list? And, and so that was really exciting when people would come up and say like, oh, my niece or my daughter, whatever, you know? Um, yeah. But now it's funny. And now like I'm at shows, like I recognize, like, like I haven't met the hood guy yet. I'm always looking for, you know, the hood guy. Um, <laughs> yeah. And, you know, it was really, yeah, like, it's funny that I am, a no, you know, that to th- I don't think about it that way, but it's because I'm just going and I, it's my favorite place in the world, you know, but it's kind of silly that, that people, but I, you know, I get it. Like Bieber is so big and I brought him and, you know, yeah, sure. But it's, like uh, I said, yeah, go ahead. No, it's just, it's really okay. is that it's that I've actually like made, you know, there's this guy named Jack Arnold. You guys follow him. He's like mm-hmm. a celebrity griller. Um, you should check him out. Jack Arnold. He's one of my closest friends. We just had an amazing 
meal um, before night two um, in New York. And, and he, uh, yeah, we, he, I only met him because he's like, you know, air quotes an influencer. And I guess I am like, I'm not a good influencer, you know, I, <laughs> I don't, I just post, you know, I'm not like strategic he, about my social media, but we only connected because of that, you know, and, mm-hmm. and now we're, you know, he's, he's a really good fish bud. I would argue that you are the best kind of influencer because, you know, for the last decade, I have been delighted by the fact that there is someone out there who is playing fish songs for like a generation of like young pop fans who don't even know what they're getting into and learning. Um, And it's just, it tickles me on such a level. Like it's such a beautiful thing that you're doing. Well, thank you. I mean, I'm, you know, spreading the love and it's, it was cool. It's cool to see younger, you know, younger generations at fish. I love seeing those pictures of Trey's daughter and all her friends. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I still have that with my friends at fish, you know, these giant groups, you know, I'm still like the one at Dick's sometimes like now we, we will like go with CID, but like I was getting like a yellow school bus and a clipboard, you know, (laughs) up until until 2015, (laughs) you know, like, so it's cool to see like Someone's younger, responsible. younger kids, like in these big group pictures on Instagram doing that. But uh, mm-hmm. anyway, also on the flip side of it, there is a hilarious photo of Trey looking like Justin Bieber's biggest fan. It was like a backstage shot. I think he had brought his daughter to meet him. Maybe. Correct. Um, Yes, that was the very first time. So we did this Jingle Ball. Jingle Ball is like a radio show where every artist plays for 15 minutes. Exactly. And um, the very first Jingle Ball at Madison Square Garden, it was my, for our first, Justin and I both first time playing the garden. At that point, he had like blown up so quickly. We had no crew. It was like his mom, a security guard, and me. Um, And... Mm -hmm. That backstage hallway at the garden is so small and Taylor Swift was there, John Mayer. Like, it's like bring your kid to work day. It was just mental mm-hmm. backstage. And um, I was running around like crazy because I was the one who had to tell Justin, like, be on you know, side stage at this time. And Usher was coming out to do a song with us. Like, I was just frazzled. And I'm like weaving my way through all these like executives in the hallway. And then like Trey is standing there. This is the first time I met, I met Trey. And, and I was like, hello, you know, like in a panic, <laughs> freaking out. And, um, you know, like, Trey, what are you doing here? And he's like, you know, this is my, these are my daughters. We're here to see Bieber. And I was like, oh, I'm Bieber's musical director. Let's go to his dressing room right now. And we went to the dressing room and I knocked on the door and I was like, Justin, do me the biggest solid right now. And just like, be nice to this, you know, not that he wouldn't be, but, you know, so he came out and met Trey and his daughters. And there's a picture of Justin and that, that picture you're talking about. And then my first picture with Trey is immediately after that. And Justin took the picture of us. Um, And it was, it was really exciting. Yeah. 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 It was quick. Did did Justin have context for who Trey was or was this just like a random fan? Not at the time. No, but his manager scooter said, a lot of my friends quit law school for this guy. <laughs> oh, that, 
That is the perfect quote. Wow. Scooter with the knowledge. For well, real. He is a genius. Also, that, that story really made me laugh because my first concert that I was ever allowed to go to by myself was Jingle Ball and maybe like 2005. 2005 I want to say and wow. John Mayer played and that was the first time I'd seen you know like a really talented blues guitarist kind of playing live even though it was all pop music although I remember even at the time thinking like man this guy makes some weird faces sure does but, uh, he's the man you know I was I was at the show with my friend and my dad let me go by myself but he had somehow gotten himself backstage to like come pick me up whenever the show was over so he's texting me he's like I'm sitting next to this guy named Usher do you know who this is <laughs> like, boy named Usher Never been more jealous in my entire life. He wasn't even at the concert, and he's hanging out backstage. With Usher, that's amazing. With Usher. Love it. Yeah, those are fun shows. I love the Jingle Balls. Um, yeah, that's that picture with Bieber and Trey. But otherwise, we didn't, with like the other times we came, like we weren't taking pictures. Yeah. Yeah. Funny. What a weird world. I'd be if I didn't ask this, but uh, you've you've alluded to it a number of times, so I'm going to go there. Um, as far as going to a show and getting into the right headspace, getting loose, <laughs> what kind of, um, and the answers we've gotten have varied. So like it, it, typically the story goes, I started this way and, you know, then I gave up acid or I started doing acid and it changed everything. But to, I guess, I mean, knowing that you you could get recognized, right? Like that has to kind of play into like how spun you would ever get anywhere anyway. But also you've already said like fish is a special place. So how does, how does substances play into your enjoyment or lack of enjoyment of of fish in that world? Great, great, great question. Um, You know, I have to say I've, I mean, I've, I've experienced fish both ways mostly the other way. Um, you know, I think for me, fish and my friend and, you know, for my family and our friends, fish is like our adult summer camp. It's kind of like saying, you know, if I'm going to a cottage weekend with my grade school boys, my camp boys for me, you know, and like, we're going to, you know, part we're going to drink we're going to i'm going to socially smoke cigarettes and i don't smoke cigarettes but like you know i could go to that weekend and not do anything and have the best time but it's like a weekend where i let loose because i'm with my boys at a cottage and and fish sort of is that way it's a sensitive thing i think because like i don't want anything to ruin my show I don't ever so i'm sort of like you know those sort of like psychedelic butterfly i don't you're not someone who goes with like a whole bag of mushrooms and gobbles them all up and winds up in the parking lot. I'm sort of, yeah, I'm sort of, you know, I'm nervous to, to ruin my experience, but I'm also really, you know, open to, to heightening my experience. Um, but, but no, Mm -hmm. being recognized, that has nothing to do with it. And, And typically like just with, with anything, um, I, I don't want to go, deep on anything i mean you know even like if i'm at a wedding like i'm not getting blackout drunk but i'm happy to have like a bunch of champagne um sure you know that being said like i've 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 left a fish show once 
Oh, and, oh, not by choice. And it sucks for my, you know, it sucks for my wife. I mean, we've all been there. <laughs> yeah, every single one, 130 shows. You can't, can't make them all sing to the end. Listen, uh, this last run, there was a jam on No Man in No Man's Land that pulled me right out of something. I was like, I'm glad I stuck it out and it turned out okay. <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's self-talk. Um, but no, I mean, I think it's, you know, a, a big, my wife went to, I, she's not over there. Like, um, I, I think over 25, maybe 30 shows where she was either pregnant or breastfeeding. And, um, you know, and, and, and we all around her, you know, I was like melting on her. Like, I love this. She's like, <laughs> fuck off right now. You, know? you were and, drinking for two. And, and she had the best time. And so like, for me, you know, I think it go it could go either way, but it it really is. It's not so much about you know getting spun and yeah. I mean, sure, there's a connection and like heightening the music for me. It's just like fish is my freedom, you know. And I'm mm-hmm. I feel I, I feel bad for friends of mine who don't have that thing. Like I'm so we we are all so lucky, you know, that we have this thing where we get to go and we get to you know travel i mean i i I love traveling to it and we get to like sleep in you know stay out late go like i don't go to after parties in toronto my kids wake me up at 7 a.m you know without fail so i think you know it's it's all part of that it's more just this like freedom and i i hope you know no matter how old we my wife and i always said my wife and i always said you know no matter like this is something we'll never stop maybe we'll slow Mm -hmm. down but it's something we never want to say like, oh, we can't do that anymore because we have kids or, oh, we can't, you know, we've slowed down how many shows we go to, but it means so much to me about like music and youth and life and mm-hmm. I'll, I'll always go. And so it, there, there's a, a freedom involved in that and that, 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 you know, sort of connects to, yeah, doing things when I want to that heighten the experience. So can I ask you, given your kind of unique background as like an incredibly talented musician and as someone who kind of knows who's on stage, who's setting that mood for everyone else, what is it about this band, right? Because no one else creates or engenders this kind of community and this feeling, maybe the dead back in the day but I've never found this feeling anywhere else. And we all feel it, you know, it's, it's such a universal experience. Like what is it about fish that they can do this? I mean, I, I, I hate that. Thank you for this. this is everyone. I mean, I, I have no succinct, eloquent answer about this. I mean, everyone listening right now, I think has the exact same answer and it's really, it's everything. You know, it's the fact that people are listening to this podcast right now. I mean, it's, it's this world that, I don't know. I, I mean, I could make lists like I love the music. I love the lights. I love how, you know, the idea of chasing songs. I, I love all my friends. I love experiencing it with my friends. I love bringing new people. Like, I, I mean, it's just, there, there is no answer. It's literally, it's everything. You know, it's, it's something that I, that I, that is so special to me. It defines me. You know, if someone asked me what I am, you know, it's, I am human and I am a fish fan 
You know, it, it's it really defines me for sure. All of us, I, I think. No one casually yeah. likes fish. Um, you know, I, my life revolves around fish. Greetings from Evergreen Podcasts. We're rolling out a listener survey and we want to hear from you. The information in the survey will help us gather statistics and in turn make our shows more appealing to advertisers. I know most people don't like ads, but this is one of the only ways our shows make money and help keep their lights on. We promise it will only take a few minutes, but the impact on our podcasts will be tremendous. As a token of our appreciation, we'll randomly select one lucky participant each month to win an exclusive merchandise package from Evergreen Podcasts. Head to evergreenpodcast.com slash listener survey to help a show and possibly get some free stuff for doing so. We can't thank you enough for the support. Now back to the show. Hi, this is Henry Kay, host of the number one music history podcast, Rootsland. Come with me on a journey to Kingston, Jamaica, where we explore the world of reggae music and the untold stories of some of the genre's greatest legends. From the ghettos and tenement yards where the music was born to the island's iconic recording studios. We are so excited to team up with Osiris Media, the leading storyteller in music. Because as you'll hear, sometimes the story is the best song. Oh, yeah. Yeah. What was your original question? It was why? Why do we (laughs) like it so much? What what about fish? What's the different thing that other bands don't have that make this thing the thing? Um, it's, 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 it's everything about fish and the experience, the shared experience of loving it. You know, I think Taylor Swift, there's definitely a shared experience, but there's so much more. Well, I shouldn't compare Taylor Swift and fish. That's impossible. But just the, the, the song. Unless it's getting a ticket on Ticketmaster. <laughs> well, yeah, totally, yeah. Perfect. Well done. Yeah, good job. That's exactly. Oh, that was funny. I, it, it's, it's everything. I don't know. It's just my, I mean, there's there's literally, with the exception of like, you know, being with my children, like there's nowhere in the entire world that I'd rather be than be at a fish show, you know, with my fish people. Well, and I, I think all these things kind of ladder together, right? Like, I think, you know, if if you're a creative person and you make your money doing creative things, then you kind of need to leave some space in your brain for play. You know, like you, there needs to be a, a, an area where you're not thinking about what you're doing. You're kind of going with flow and maybe we'll get brunch in the morning. Maybe we won't. Maybe we're going to sleep in. We're, we're going to find out when we wake up in four hours. Like, yeah. <laughs> like, and that, that space gets created either if you're on tour or these long weekends. And then you kind of fall into this, like, I, don't send me a work text. Don't, if, yeah. if my mom calls, she might get a text back. She probably won't. You know, like, <laughs> it's because I'm in my play place right now doing the things that I would do if I didn't have a real job and responsibilities at home. And so you create that space around these shows, it means that you don't have to live like a total fucking degenerate the other 280 nights of the year that you're not at fish shows. You know what I mean? Like you're, wow. you're creating space for that feeling. 
<laughs> you, you can be a degenerate. I mean, you can, and a lot of us are, of course. But, you know, but like this is a, a fixed place on my calendar. This is a, a special. You're entering the arena. So this is speak. not me taking acid and going to, you know, the, the New York Philharmonic on a whim. Like, that that's a fun, exciting or, thing to do. Or, or a Lyndon yeah, that, Johnson play. <laughs> yes. Yeah, I mean, you could do that too, but I, you know, you could just go to the symphony. That was really nicely worded, James. That's why you're a talker and I'm a, a player. Um, yeah, for sure. And I, I think, yeah, I mean, it's everything. And, I, and and to your point, you know, my, like I was saying earlier, like my life really does re- revolve around kiss shows and in, in this, in the way that like life is what, like my, I mean, I, I think I could speak for a lot of people, maybe all of us, like life is just passing time until the next this show really, you know, for me, like sure. it's, it's, it's always that like, um, what's a good word, like pillar of my, of my calendar. It, it's marking time almost. Yeah. You could kind of be like, Oh yeah, that was, that was right around it's summer tour. Cause I remember I was going from plan. Hershey to right. <laughs> yeah. And I wish, yeah, exactly. You know, and I, I, re- I, it's so great that we get to listen back to the shows and I wish I journal, <laughs> like I wish I kept, no, it's my friend Josh Goodwin, who's who I brought to his first show. I I take I'm very proud that he is a deep deep fish fan. Now he's a producer and mixer in LA. Um, he he has this like text at he he like he writes down everything that we say. So if someone is like, "Whoa, it's going to space now," like he he he'll write you know. And oh, but I did this amazing. thing recently where I went on fish.net. And I, uh, cause my helping friendly app wasn't syncing. I went on fish.net and I looked at all my shows and I tried to piece together, you know, like memories from all those shows. And anyway, yeah. What, what is it about fish? It's, it's just, it's everything. And it's, it's even cooler that it's not, you know, main, I mean, we, it's like a secret. Yeah. It's like yeah. the best kept biggest secret I, I think i was reading that they've made like half a billion just on touring oh yeah they're, they're constantly you know top 10 highest grossing acts of all time and you know they're just they're a machine but, but yeah unless, you, w- you wouldn't guess it, it based on yeah it's right. an if you know you know kind of thing it's, it's wild how it's like a secret world that's just you know it, it's there for anyone but you really have to find it fine yeah and there, there's i love you know those times when i am you know, at, uh, I mean, mo- now, I mean, I know I have a lot of fish. We all have a lot of fish friends, but those times where you're at like an event or a party or a dinner party and it comes up that someone's like a big fish head and all of a sudden like the whole night for everyone else is fucking ruined. Cause I'm just <laughs> like, you know, we're just having this conversation about fish, you know? And recently I, I was doing this acoustic show with a singer named Ava Max and we were, it was like a thing for winners for um, Citibank, you know, for, I, I mean, it doesn't affect me. She's the one who got Sounds paid. Like capital, thing. capital. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, you know, the, and they brought in this company and they set up this whole experience for all the cardholders to come. And I got there early and I'm, you know, sitting on my stool and I plug in my, you know, guitar and, you know, I, I, on acoustic, I, like I was saying, the first thing I always play just to make, I just divided sky and I'll play a line, our graves, like very first before I start noodling and stuff. And, and this, this lady, 
starts screaming and everyone like this is all like food people and everyone's setting up it's you know early in the day this woman is like ah! and she's like running across the whole thing and she's like is that divided sky is that fish you know i was just like yeah it is and you know i bet it was we just had a thing and i i love i love that thing that thing is everything you know um, so that's the end so, of that story. But that actually that reminds me of a question I want to ask you. Um, fish fans really like to congratulate themselves on being the most beloved fans. I feel like every time there's an MSG run, there is yeah. someone talking about or posting about how they asked a concession stand person, or they asked, you know, the person guarding the floor, like who is your favorite fan base, and they always say it's fish. Um, do you find that to be true? I mean, you played the garden, you into the garden like how does how does the fan base compare to other yeah most definitely when i i mean i've, I've been lucky to be play the garden a bunch and I, I love talking to security there about fish and they love fish they love fish fans and like case in point i think i mean i, I think this is correct fish is the only band that plays the garden where you're allowed to keep your bottle caps for water <laughs> Okay, and no. that that I, I think it, that. it may have changed, but they were the first to were the be first. allowed. They 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 yeah, they were they went to the garden and said, "This is insane. It's a bottle of water. No one's throwing shit here." And the garden <laughs> I was actually, like, "Okay, you guys can do it." I actually think that Jeff Kravitz is responsible for that. Um, at least he says he says a lot of things. Um, That's this, entirely possible. I wouldn't put it past him. He's like the Forrest Gump of of music. But, <laughs> but but yeah, that is. I mean, maybe it was the first, and that's like a great example of like. Of course, we're not going to throw the bottle at a band. Ourselves <laughs> <laughs> are the band. Yeah, you crazy. Yeah, I did. I had that kind of like intrusive thought moment because for New Year's, this was my first ever actual New Year's. I've done New Year's oh, runs nice. before, but never. New Year's Eve, and we snuck a bottle of champagne past security, and I'm sitting there eight rows from the stage with this, like, champagne bottle. Like, I could be so bad right now. I won't do it, but, like, <laughs> Oh, my gosh. Did you like the gag? But you weren't, because the fish fans are, are the best. I the best. loved it, because I feel like I got to see all the gags I never... I never saw all of it in one yeah. night, like a retrospective like that. It was pretty special. It was awesome. I agree. Although, I, you know, I, the, the thing I couldn't stop thinking about was as all of these incredibly talented dancers and performers were coming out, you know, what that must have been like for them to see. Because even just watching when they were playing Bohemian Rhapsody and watching the crowd, every single person was dancing and they had the lights on the floor and you could see you know, 25,000 people just grooving like that, like what that must have been like to be on stage and part of it. You know, there were like a hundred people on stage for that. Like that must have been such an incredible moment. It was so incredible to be in the audience for, I can't imagine. I'm sure. I'm sure. It must've been crazy. I mean, it never gets old for me. Uh, I can't imagine, like I, you know, doing it. I mean, maybe it was their first time on it. You know, I think they all were for theater, you know, government theater background. But a lot, yeah, a lot, a lot of theater kids. But like the there. energy of like, yeah, an arena like that, especially like the greatest arena in the world. Um, you know, that's yeah, unbelievable. And it was every single person on their feet. Like, yeah, I just it was it was the, the energy in that space was unreal. I'm happy for it's, you uh, and jealous. <laughs> yeah, well, it it, uh, it it feels like 
you know, fish is like religion in a way, kind of like, you know, I'm not, I'm not a religious person at all, but I imagine that the feeling you get in the audience and the community that you feel and that collective effervescence, that wave that you're all riding, that's, that's what I imagine finding God is like, you know? I, I think not, so. Not to be hyperbolic. No, no, no. I think so. I was just thinking again. That's why you're a great writer, and I play guitar. Because you're, yeah. I mean, I couldn't agree. I couldn't agree with you more. I mean, I, I've been there. I've I've been in that moment in a slave to the traffic light jam, where I mean, that was it. You know. So, yes. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I guess to kind of continue on in the kind of celebrities theme, um, have you ever been starstruck by someone you saw at a fish show? Have you fanned out over anyone? Um, yeah, David Frick. I'm, I'm trying to think. I haven't seen a lot of celebrities at fish. Um, I think David Frick from Rolling Stone was at a show. I saw him. I really like him. It was cool. Like, it's cool to see anyone. Like, I'm still... I mean, aren't we all like, I mean, celebrities yeah, are just people, but like if I'm at a restaurant <laughs> and like Matt Damon's over there, I'm like, holy shit, Matt Damon's over there. Um, you know, but, mm-hmm. but no, I've never, never of anyone at, at a fish show. No, I haven't seen anyone like overly. I, I remember one year at the Hollywood bowl before he passed away, Bill Paxton was there. Oh, wow. And one of my okay. friends, someone showed like, in the, I don't know, maybe in the box next to us. Thank God they're going back to the Hollywood Bowl, by the way. They should only play the Hollywood only Bowl the and Hollywood never Bowl. play the Forum again. But, <laughs> I mean, it's, there's Nolan no reason. Nolan is going to bar you. <laughs> there's no reason to play the, the Forum. But but someone, <laughs> I, I don't know if it was my friend or someone who, I mean, you know, had a you ticket. You start wearing stuff. a mask to MSG shows now. <laughs> yeah. I actually recognize you for that one. <laughs> I know. Um they should have a. T- they had a ticket, and it said Bill. It was his signature, and then he signed like a little twister, like he, he like made a tornado. <laughs> and, I th- and I remember thinking at separate, oh, that's pretty cool. But but no, I mean my my geek out at fish. I mean I, I've been lucky, like is is with the band, and I'm still so completely geeked out. But you know, every time I, I meet them, and you know, I, yeah, I'm. I, I, I respect them so much. You know, it's cool to meet famous people. Sure. Like I, I, I you know, I geek out over anyone, but, um, but I think when I like, you know, when someone like, I, you know, I've said this to Trey, like to meet someone who, um, you know, has, has given me and my family and my friends like so much joy you know, it, it's such a, it's, it's so special to be able, you know, to, to meet that. So that makes me starstruck, but no, no, no one really, I've never ran into any, I mean, who else? There have been people there. My friend, Jesse Lawner was like dancing it down with Jimmy Fallon and, and you know, I think it was in New York. Um, you know, that's cool. I would have been that's down fun. to party with Jimmy <laughs> Fallon, but I was in the 100 level, <laughs> whatever. Um, I've never actually told, I'll tell you my favorite fish celebrity story. I've never told this before, um, publicly or in anyone actually, but, uh, the Halloween show that you and I were at James, well, first of all, we were, uh, we had, I think CID tickets or red light. And so we were in a perfect, perfect spot 
uh, and sitting next to one of the guys from Radiohead, and we were on another planet, and oh he was with God. his kids, so <laughs> less than pleased with our antics. Uh, but they played Numberline that night, and fucking John Mayer sent me a text like, "You got your Numberline. I'm so happy for you." <laughs> and that was like a standout. That's fun. Standout That's moment. pretty cool. John um, John, John Mayer, Mayer knows your song. Yeah. That's awesome. I love John Mayer. Um, he's he the was, best. He was dressed up like a unicorn riding the rail at this yes, show. Yes, I heard. I heard. He was also, I think, at um, a Bill Graham one year, possibly. I heard a rumor. Um, yeah, Radiohead, if anyone in Radiohead was next to me, I would be losing my shit. But um, <laughs> but no, I've never... I was in his kid's seat. He was losing his shit at well, me. He was we not were losing... Because it was the Bowie show. Both of us were like wow. on another yeah. planet. It was yeah. magic. I think um, David Frick is the only like famous person that I've, you know, made mm-hmm. eye contact with. Show. I sat next I, I, to uh, to Pollock this summer at Hartford, and that man rages. He does not stop dancing, start to well, finish. Oh no way! That's cool. Yeah, I'd like to see that. Summer. Nice. I bought a whole bunch of raffle tickets at Waterwheel for this uh, Pollock um, snow globe, and I I didn't win, and that's fine. It was for a good cause, but it was such a <laughs> such a cool thing. It's a lot of money yeah. for a good cause. <laughs> it is cool. Um, that's fun. Yeah, well, I don't. I mean, yeah, I don't know. That that's it. I haven't seen anyone. I, I'm friends, with, you know, with John, and I've never we never overlapped, and I would love to. Um, but I've, yeah, no, I I would like to start. The problem for me, and this is probably the problem for everyone listening, is that when I go to a show, and I'm no different. Like, like I only have so many tickets, and so. You know, it's easy when we do like Long Beach or, you know, when Bieber came to um, X because we were on the floor. But like, you know, Justin, even Bieber, like the most, you know, like you said, one of the most famous people. He's like, hey, can I come to the garden and watch fish with you? I would be like, we don't have a seat for you. We don't have, yeah, we don't have It's like our family. Uh, yeah. <laughs> it's, like, it's, it's like there's so I'll send much. an email, but no promises. <laughs> exactly. We'll stuff you into our section. Exactly. Like there's so much stress over making sure everyone has a seat. And it's like, you know, my, I have three siblings and like my, it's like, Oh no, now my, you know, my, I hope my brother doesn't marry someone who loves fish because now we're really fucked, you know, have to get a box for every show now. Exactly. (laughs) The struggle. Wait, so I have a question about, um, Hollywood bullfish because I've never been to see them there. And that is one of my like, iconic venues do they keep the seats on the floor or is it fully dancing how does it what what is the best place to be for that show well the best place to be for that show and you you probably are a little bit connected so i mean maybe you could buy these tickets and you could cut this part out or not if you want but but the the best (laughs) the best place to be at the hollywood bowl is is in one of the boxes and because they're all boxes and and sort of that middle section and Mm -hmm. it's like it's so classy. Like you could order like whispering angel and have it chilled <laughs> in an ice bucket right next to your seat. And, you know, they have like the sake that my wife and I like in the pink bottle, the unfiltered one. And we would go, are you from out 
uh, you know, we would get like a Chinese chicken salad from Jones and like bring from it Jones. in. Yeah, that's my oh, first that's stop every time I go to LA. <laughs> you know, so here we are, like at Fish before they go on, like at a table with like a white cloth napkin on my lap, you know, eating a Jones chicken <laughs> salad, and drinking rose. You are describing my dream scenario. I didn't even know this was possible. <laughs> I mean, it, it wasn't the same thing, but figuring out the boxes at the gorge was like a real, I, the first night we were just out on that, you know, blacktop kind of ground. And then yeah. we realized if you make a phone call and spend a little extra money, you could get those boxes that, you know, oh. same kind of deal. There's waitress service and like, well, yeah, it, your... I'm getting to the age now where I'm like, you know what? It'd be nice to have my own dancing space and a seat and waitress service and an area with like a private bathroom would would be awesome. I, I agree. Know? We we got a box for this the past gorge, which was two summers ago, and um, both nights. Was it three nights? It was a three night run, three nights. The box next to us was empty and we, we claimed it the first night. Then when we got there the second mm-hmm. night, we were like, you know, eyeing it. So we had, I mean, it was like gym class where you could spray. It was, we were really spoiled. Amazing. Um, yeah, the box is good. And I got that this summer in Toronto for my, cause I brought my son and his friends and it was mm-hmm. nice for them to have like an unobstructed. Have some space. Yeah, and right. be able to see like over the 100 level. But yeah, I mean, you know, I'm happy to be in, you know, it's just lucky to get tickets. It's so hard put, to get. Put me back in the lawn. Tickets. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, it's totally fine. Exactly. So two things I want to say to that, and I'll probably end up cutting both of them, but my dream it, proposal in life is we go to a fish show, we have a box, it's just for the two of us, and then you propose to me as they play number line. <laughs> I just want to put that out into the universe. Um, are you guys are you guys together no No. okay (laughs) um we we are old old friends we started working together in 2012 oh wow we we started out at gawker together um i like that the other thing i was gonna say about the gorge do you know about the vineyard next door and the amazing houses that was a game changer the nicest concert experience i've ever had Yes, we, it's really nice there. My brother stayed, this pastor of the gorge, we were invited to stay with the, these, these people who, are you guys good for time? It's been a long time. Are you sure you're good? Yeah, we can. Uh, we can I have uh, another 10 minutes before I have to either push a call or jump on a call. But, yeah, yeah, okay. Well, right, we can, it we up. can wrap it up. We have like a five rapid question, rapid fire question thing that we can close. I was going to tell you at the gorge, we stayed at the, the family who discovered the gorge they have a house, they have a guest house, and then they used to own that spa hotel thing and the winery, and they had, they had just sold that um, hotel, but we stayed in their guest house. And oh. it was so cool because we heard this like family tell us the whole story, how like their grandfather... Um, who was into wine. He was like a dentist in Seattle. He went out there. He started making all this wine out there. And they, you know, they would all, they would always go and watch the sunset on this hill. And he wanted to have, do you know this? Like he wanted to have like a, you know, bring all these like, you know, doctors and bankers out to, to try his wine. And they had a band and there was like, but the grass area, like it was so new it hadn't filled in. And the kids were like, well, why don't we just, have it like at the bottom of that hill. Cause we used to like scream up the hill and the sound travels. And like, we, it was just such a cool experience hearing the whole story and staying like in, in their house. Um, 
but that is the way to go. The first year I did the gorge, we stayed far. I've, I've never camped. I, I, I'm, I'm not camping now. Now it's, yeah, it's no, just, that's, that's it's not out. Yeah, exactly. Anyway, yeah, there, there was a time and place and they were broken up in the years that I would <laughs> yeah. put but, up but with living like that. Gabrielle, you stayed in, you're talking about those, like, um, they're almost like, um, like packing cute. Yeah. 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 That's really yeah. cool. And then every morning we would just drive down. So it was like a three minute drive down to the river and just like hung over, like throw our like aching bodies into this like magical water and come out refreshed and ready to go. Yes. This year we drove, we rented ski doos and we drove, it was like a 30 minute drive. Oh, cool. And then from where you get them, it was like 30 minutes back to the gorge. So we went like ripping down um, the river you know, it, and then you could see the gorge I from the bottom. I might have a video of you. <laughs> and then right across from the gorge, like at the bottom, there's this like kind of sandbank where everyone parks their boats. And it was a combination of like fish fans and then like Americans where like every boat was playing a different country song, a lot of MAGA flags. Like it was a great, great <laughs> a day. America. Um, yeah, that's the thing to do at the gorge, I, if any, you know, is – rent rent like those ski doos and rip it down the river it was i i, 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 I have a back. video of a bunch of people doing that it, it very well might be you could be <laughs> okay tell me you're a rapid fire i'm nervous let's okay. go for it uh, these are these are softballs don't worry uh do you prefer floor or seats seats um favorite and least favorite song <laughs> Like what, um, what's your bathroom song? What's my bath? I mean, there, there's give them. Um, you know, <laughs> can I give you a, a little longer answer? I, yeah. I, I mean, if it's Velvet Sea, I'm headed straight to the bathroom. Um, however, <laughs> in Mexico, when they, I was like in the ocean for it. I actually liked Velvet Sea, mm -hmm. but um, I would say my favorite song is, you know, a combo of Fluffhead, Forbin, and Lizards. My least favorite song is when they end the show with Character Zero. Play Character Zero before the encore, end the first set with it, open with it, don't end the show with it. That, yeah. Uh, or yeah, even worse, end the run You know exactly with what it. happens. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're making me, you're bringing out the jaded side of me now. <laughs> <laughs> we knew it was in there somewhere. Can't all be love and light, even, even crazy <laughs> asshole sometimes. Go for it. <laughs> um, all right, so we kind of touched on this, but to ask explicitly, um, a sober show or not? And if not, do you feel comfortable sharing what that ideal substance combination would look like? Um, I, would, I would definitely say not. And I don't think I, I want to share, but I mean, you know, <laughs> a little, a little bit of everything. Fair, very fair. We're not narcs here. Don't worry. <laughs> um, favorite venue. And I guess I'm curious, I want to hear two parts, favorite venue to see fish in, but then also your favorite venue to play. Oh, wow. Um, this is not rapid fire. My favorite venue. <laughs> I, I love Hollywood Bowl. Um, you know, I, I love being in LA with all my LA friends. My brother-in-law Jack lives there. Um, I love the bowl. I love the gorge. Um, you know, it, that is like the, that is just like going to completely away from the world, you know, um, love it there. Um, definitely gorge or Hollywood bowl. Um, 
I mean, I'm trying to think of where else. Nah, those are my two favorites. Yeah, if I could see them anywhere, you know. Um, Gorge is such a mission to get to, though, you know, um, especially from Toronto. Uh, um, You're a West Coast guy. You know, so I like that. I really like Mexico, too. You know, that's like a dream, um, being there and seeing them. But yeah, yeah, West Coast. Yeah, for sure. I've never been to Red Rocks. And it's, I'm like, you know, I I don't think, I don't know if Fish will ever go back there. I should have gone in 2009. I don't think Dave is going to go back there either, but like, I want my first time there to be that. I don't think I want it to be like Umphreys or, you know, Yeah, I've never sorry even this seen is a them. Dumb question, but, sorry if this is a dumb question, but why, why do you think they wouldn't go back there? I think they play dicks. Like dicks is, you know, then now they're doing four nights. It's like 35,000 tickets. I mean, maybe one day they will. I never thought they'd go back to Hollywood bowl. So um, but I really want to go to Red Rocks. It's like a real bucket list for me. I, I've never played. Like, I don't know if I'd play it because most of the artists that I work with play arenas or they play like a stadium. You know, I'm, I'm really lucky that way. I've never done like a shed tour. I've never played Blossom, Alpine, all the places I love going, you know, um, uh, Pelham, what's that uh, amphitheater there? I fucking love going to see fishing. Pelham in Birmingham, Alabama, Pelham, you know. Um, but my favorite venue I've ever played at, well, there is, is probably like, um, there's this venue in Toronto called Massey Hall. I did an acoustic show there. It's kind of like Royal Albert Hall, Ryman vibes. Uh, that's awesome. my favorite venue or like, you know, I, I got to play Wembley Stadium. And like, for me, I like, I like huge or I like intimate theater stripped down, mm-hmm. you know, sort of not in between. If I was picking a favorite. You gotta go all or nothing. Yeah. Um, I was just thinking as you were saying that, um, cause I've never been to Red Rocks either. And I do want it to be like a special show. I think there will be some dead reunion spinoff kind of thing there. Like I know, Bill did something there a couple of years ago that looked really cool. There will be something jammy and like historic that will come up at some point. For sure. It's just nothing, it. nothing that I've like wanted to travel. Like yeah, I'm just, kinda, I'm just kind of waiting, yeah. kind of yeah. waiting, like, you know, I, I go see like radio. With the dead. What's that? I want to see Billy strings play there with the dead. Like that would be, I have to get in. So I, yeah, I've not listened. I, I'm not into Billy Strings. I, and then not that I'm not, I just haven't heard anything. I, I know I should, but like every day, you know, every day it's like Goose, <laughs> King Gizzard, Billy Strings. And, mm-hmm. you know, I, I'm, I'm slowly working my way uh, in, into a few of those right now, but I haven't seen any of the three of them live yet. And I, I really want to see Goose and, yeah, Somebody I mean, all, all three needs, of them. They're like the buzz. You know, everyone's yeah. buzzing about it. Somebody needs to put together like a show. Call it Torch Tour. <laughs> Let them battle it out every night. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> every night Trey can pick his favorite. There'll be like a official passing of the torch. <laughs> right. Battle of the bands. <laughs> all right. Uh, the final rapid fire. This one's an easy one, unless it's not. Are you a page side or a mic side guy? <laughs> Um, I'm a mic side guy for sure, but yeah, mic side, mic side, right side. But I find myself, um, 
listening. I mean, I listen to both of them. Like I zoom in, you know, but yeah, I would say Mike's side, although some, some like famous, like some of my favorite, most memorable shows like Gem Truck, I was page side. So, mm-hmm. you know, but yeah. And I think like, you know, because Mike helps me get tickets, you know, I, I buy tickets <laughs> through Mike. You, I think you, sometimes you I'm on Mike's stand on his side. No, I think I'm on, yeah. like they sit, seat us on that side, but yeah, that's oh, a great wow. question. If like I'm on the floor, well, in Mexico, I post up very, very page like, side, front left side? Pa- page side. No, page side is not wave side in Mexico. Oh. Page side is, there's like this kind of nook that's like, you know, I don't know, maybe 20 yards back and in the corner in front of where the hotel ends. And that's where I post up and there's a bar right there. And so yeah, I guess... Yeah, but but no, Mike's my guy. I'm I'm Mike's side. Easy answer. How about you guys? <laughs> I think I like page side. I'm a page side girl. I've, I'm ambidextrous, but if if left to my own devices on the floor, I tend to veer to the left. I mean, so I'm page side. Yeah, a lot of it for me. Real answer. Do, I want to be dead center. Yeah. Real dead I, center. Try side. I, I, yeah, actually, like <laughs> I'm more a Corota guy. If if that's an option, like I'll go post up right next to the soundboard or the lighting board. Yeah. And I'll watch him just as much as I'm watching because I'm also fairly tall. So like, yeah, I don't need to be close anywhere. I could see what's going on. So like, yeah, I, for me, the soundboard is probably like that's. That's where I will go. Just if no one like else that. is telling me we're going over here. Yeah, I like that. So I, I always thought. I've always thought for the webcast there should be like for the webcast there should be a, an option for just the center. Yes. Yeah, I would love that. That would be would so love cool. That. Like a choose your own adventure. Um, so I have a, wow. I have a dream for Mexico, and tell me how unrealistic this is. <laughs> but I so badly, you know, they make these like pool floats that are like the size of a boat. So I want to bring one of those anchor it like right before the wave break and just sit out in the ocean, like a little bit out and watch the show from there. Is that doable? Am I going to die? So they let you bring uh, that in the venue. That was about <laughs> what I was thinking about. I don't know if you could, I mean, you could sneak anything into a venue. We've all done it, but I don't know about a giant <laughs> flotation device. I don't recall <laughs> seeing anyone doing that. Floating. Floating. You know, maybe you could get away with that for the sound check day. But yeah, I don't recall anyone doing that. But you know, I gotta say, like I, I love like I'll dip my feet in the ocean. I'll watch a bit, but like the novel, like eventually, it's just like fish. Although the there was the first year and in Riviera, the first Mexico where it was page side, like the page side was on the ocean side, and that could be played simple. And the whole crowd, like, there's something about the vibe, the energy, everyone like went to the ocean. Ah, but, yeah. you know, then you're wet and then it's separate. I mean, you, you go back and change and then for separate. You're covered in sand. You, know, and, you yeah. know everyone is peeing in there. That's why I'm like, okay, I'll be on a boat on top of the water. That's, oh, that's, <laughs> that's how I felt about Atlantic City. I don't know that I have the same, like, you know, expectation from the people who could afford to go to Mexico fish. Oh, Maybe yeah. that's true for some of them. Rich but, people pee in the ocean just with the same frequency. <laughs> <laughs> I know, but it's a big ocean. <laughs> and the ocean is love. And the ocean is love. <laughs> there you go. Exactly. We've Got a Band is presented by Section 119 and Osiris Media. 
Created by Gabrielle Bluestone and James Dell. Executive producers are Gabrielle Bluestone, James Dell, RJB, and Matt Dwyer. Edited by RJB. Audio production by Matt Dwyer. Marketing by Nick Sejas and Eric Limarenko. Art by Mark Dowd. Osiris. Hey, this is Dewey Halpas, host of Peer Pleasure on the Sound Talent Media Podcast Network. Join me each week as I explore another long-form conversation with one of your favorite musicians, actors, comedians, or creatives. From Chino Moreno of the Deftones, John Gorley of Portugal the Man, to Fat Mike from NoFX, and Ian Mackay from Fugazi and Minor Threat, we go all over the map. From Fallout Boy to Slayer, Peer Pleasure has it all. Check us out now on Sound Talent Media. Hey, this is Aaron from No Simple Road. I'm inviting you to come hang out with Apple, Mel, and I as we talk with the musicians, artists, chefs, authors, and beyond from the world that turns us on. We're reaching into the improvisational music scene, the psychedelic culture, the festival world, and getting to know what makes the people tick that create those scenes. Come join us on the long, strange trip over at No Simple Road. 